In a moment, we're going to look to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to talk about habits. How many know habits are pretty important in our lives? Have you recognized this? And here's what's interesting about habits. Habits are somewhat difficult to make, but they're also somewhat difficult to break. They take a little bit of time, of energy, of intentionality to create habits in our lives. But also, once a habit is formed, it can be somewhat challenging to actually break that habit. Have you observed this? When I was a little guy, just real young, there was a habit that my parents were determined to help break in my life. It was sucking my thumb. And so they would talk to me and they would tell me, Tyler, you got to get over that habit. You got to stop sucking your thumb. And so I remember laying in my bed, little boy, just a little guy, and I, was, I would like lay on top of my hands, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to suck my thumb anymore. I'm not going to suck my thumb. And guess what was in my mouth every morning when I woke up? My thumb. And so my parents decided to shift their strategy. And so they, they really wanted, it was their God-given duty to help me break this habit of thumb sucking. And so they told me, Tyler, if you don't stop sucking your thumb, it will turn green. And if it turns green, you got to be careful because it might fall off. And so I remember laying in my bed going, don't suck your thumb, don't suck your thumb, don't suck your thumb. And I, I, I continued to wake up and guess what would be in my mouth, my thumb. And so one evening, as I was asleep, my parents snuck into my bedroom with some green paint. Because <laughs> they were going to help me break this habit. And that night, as I was sleeping, they painted my thumb. And I, I still remember waking up the next morning, even though I was tiny, I, I woke up the next morning, and to my utter dismay, it happened. My thumb turned green. And I come running out of my bedroom, and my parents are in the living room, and I'm like, Mom, Dad, my thumb turned green. And they were like, well, we told you you should have stopped. <laughs> I said, but I know. I, I'm just, I'm nervous. And they're like, why are you nervous? And I'm like, well, this thumb is green, but this is the thumb that I actually suck. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Habits can be hard to break, but they're equally as challenging to implement in our lives at times. And I think it's important for us as followers of Jesus, if, if we really want to experience him taking us beyond all we can even ask or think, then maybe we need to give him access into the place of our habits. Because so much of who we are is shaped by the habits that we live with. Habits are critical in our lives. I want you to consider for the next few minutes that we have together, maybe there's some habits that need to be transformed in your life. And I would love for us to wrestle with this question. Are there, are there habits that, that my, are, are shaping the direction of my life that, that really God needs to bring some transformation to today. I'd love for us to look together to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Paul is writing this letter to the church at Ephesus. And earlier on in chapter 4, he's talking about the significance of the unity in the body of Christ. 
he opens the chapter and he makes a statement that we should live worthy of the calling that we've received. And he talks about this idea, this picture of what it looks like for the body to walk in unity. But then a little bit later on, he, he kind of shifts and he talks about what our lives looked like before we came to know Christ. And then in verse 20, he says this. He says, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and how you've learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off. Can you say throw off? Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew. Can you say renew? Let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Then he says this in verse 24. Put on, can you say put on? Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. See, right before these verses, he was talking about what some of this old nature looked like. But then he pivots and he says, but that's not what you learned in Christ. What is he getting at? He's getting at the point that when we know Christ, it should create a contrast. In other words, once I come to experience who this Jesus is, because again, what Paul is talking about here, he's not just talking about knowledge of, of information. He's talking at the level of truly knowing and experiencing someone. Can I tell you, here at Life Center, this is critical for us to understand because when we gather together, when we watch online, we're not just trying to learn more information about Jesus. We come to actually encounter Jesus. That's what he's reminding these believers. These people had encountered not just information about him, they have encountered Jesus, knowing him, and that has led to this place of throwing off the old. Embracing this idea that the Spirit wants to renew and transform, but then also clothing ourselves in this new nature that God has provided for each and every one of us. You see, there's a difference between learning about Jesus and learning Jesus, isn't there? There's a big difference. And that's what Jesus welcomes each of us into. This isn't just a mental exercise, although we use our minds, we use wisdom, but we also open up our hearts and open up our lives because today, friends, Jesus is alive. And he wants to reveal himself to you and to me. And at that level, I wonder if there's some habits that this year we need to give him access to. Because here's what I'm convinced of. We are becoming who we are day by day and decision by decision. Did you know that you are becoming someone right now? And who you're becoming, it happens day by day and decision by decision. We all have the, the choice, will I become who I'm becoming by default or will I become who I'm becoming by design? A lot of people, they just kind of let life happen to them. But this area of habits, understand, it is shaping us. It is forming us. You will become that individual that your habits, your actions, your activities are leading you to become. Day by day, decision by decision. And if that's true, how many of you know our habits are important? 
because they're actually forming, they're, they're creating rhythms in my life. Many of us, we woke up this morning, we didn't think about putting the ignition, the key in the ignition, we just did it. Why? Because it's a habit. We drove here to this location, or we logged in online, and we didn't really even have to think about what path we might take. Why? Because it's a habit. And so if we want to see change in our lives, it's an adjustment of these habits. And here's the good news. It's not just a project that you're left to of your own devices. God wants to equip us. God wants to strengthen us. God wants to empower us to be the people that he's calling and creating us to be. As I was studying this week and I came back to that thought of I am becoming who I will be day by day, decision by decision, it forced me to ask myself a couple questions. One, do I like where I'm headed? Because what I've realized over time, I'm not going to end up any place different than where my decisions are currently leading me unless I'm willing to change. So do I actually want to end up where my decisions are currently leading me, where my habits, where my rhythms, where my routines are leading me? If you don't like where that's headed, then maybe it's time to step back and say, okay, God, it's time for you to change some things in me. But also, I think there's a more important question even under that question, and that's this. Am I, with my decisions, am I in alignment with where Jesus is inviting me into? Because you might like where you're headed, but there's a more important question. There's a more fundamental question that we need to ask. And that's, are we headed in a direction that's in alignment with what Jesus wants to do in us? What Jesus wants to do through us. Because again, each and every day, decision by decision, we are becoming something. Aren't you thankful that you're still in the process of becoming? Man, I'm so thankful that Jesus isn't done with me. I'm so thankful that none of us become grace graduates, right? We are continuing to be shaped and formed. We continue to grow and learn. And so who is it that he's calling us to become? I like that this isn't just a thought in scripture, but even people within the the broader world, the broader culture understand the significance of habits. In fact, this last year I read a book called The Power of Habit. It's by one of the writers for the New York Times. His name is Charles Duhigg. He says this, listen. He says, the most common way people change their lives is that they become, think about that, they become part of a community that makes change what? Believable. Now just pause right there. The biggest way that people actually engage in this change process is when they surround themselves with others who can say, yes, that change can take place. You ever wanted to change something in your life and you shared it with some friends and they're like, that's never going to happen. I mean, at that point, you begin to believe that that's never going to happen. But then you ever surrounded yourself with some people who were like, man, you got this, you can do this. It's always interesting, right, in January, the the little gyms and health club sales, man, it skyrockets. Why? Because people want to be surrounded by others who will believe that change is possible. Listen to this last part of this statement. He says, belief is easier when it occurs within a community. Let that sink in. Why is it that 
we come and we come together as the body of Christ. We come to, to be a part of the church. It's because when we gather in this place, you are amongst other people who believe the change you need in your marriage, the change you need in your attitudes, the change you need in some of those spaces and places in your life, it is possible. Why do we believe that? Because it's happened in me, and I know the same God who did it in me, he can do it in you. That's why this is so significant. And that's why the fact that we have life groups is important, because none of us can do this thing in isolation. As a follower of Jesus, you, you are not designed to do that just by yourself. We need community. So as you gather with your life group, as you gather in relationship, that's where you can remind each other, hey, that change is possible in your life. That change can actually happen. That habit, God can work in that and through that to bring about a transformation in your life. See, next week, life groups launch, and I'd love for you, maybe some of you, you're already involved in a life group, maybe others, you've never done that. Can I encourage you? The best way to experience change in your life is in a community where they believe change can happen. That's what our life groups are. Because we believe Jesus is continuing to shape us and mold us and transform us to be the people that he is calling and creating us to be. Change is possible. And in Paul's words in Ephesians 4, I want to outline a habit that I think he gives us. There's a habit here that I believe leads us to experience transformation in our lives. It's a habit that if we could embrace it, it could actually create an incredible dynamic in the way that we approach following Jesus. One of the important things to note, though, before we talk about what this habit looks like, is that it is a decisive action. So many times we want to kind of be passive recipients of God's work in our lives. But there's this partnership that, yes, it's God's grace at work, but we also respond to that grace. And that's what we're going to talk about. And so here's the first step in this habit is throw off. Can you, ever, can you say throw off? Throw off. There is this reality in our lives before we come to know Jesus that each of us, we have this nature, this life that needs to be set aside. Why? Because that life, according to scripture, is wrapped up in death and decay. And what does scripture invite us to do? In light of who Jesus is, we are invited to throw off that old nature. I mean, you know, that doesn't happen by accident. It is actually an intentional decision. It's a choice. It's a process where we say, nope, this is no longer in alignment with who I am in Christ. You see, Paul, he's writing to a group of Jesus followers. And he reminds them, these are people who have already embraced salvation. And he's reminding them, this is now who you are. This is a current reality. You, you have been set apart from that old nature. So remember to throw that off. Remember to set that aside. Remember not to cling to that. Why? Because it doesn't match up. It doesn't line up any longer with who you're called and created to be. One of my children who will remain nameless, he, uh, he is passionate about comfy clothes. 
And so every day, man, as soon as he can, he will run home and he'll put on sweats, run home and put on pajamas. It's just been him from the day he was born. We had an answer to prayer this year because he's actually wearing jeans on his own. But there was one specific pair of pajamas that he got for Christmas one year, and they were his favorite pair of pajamas. And every day he would put those pajamas on. Every day he would wear those pajamas. Every day he would walk around in those pajamas. There was only one problem. He continued to grow. So pretty soon he's walking around, and I see not just his ankle, but a lot of his ankle. And I'm saying, bud, like, we've given you other clothes. You can wear something else. And he's like, no, they're just, they're so comfy. I just love how these jammies feel. And so day after day, he continued to continue to put these pajamas on until finally one day I saw him and those pajama pants looked like pajama shorts. (laughs) Choking off his knees, you know. And I said to him, Listen, you, you need to get rid of those. You need, and he, no, I just, I love how they feel. And I was like, here's the problem. They don't fit you anymore. Can I remind each and every person in this place, if you're a follower of Jesus, there's stuff in your old nature that does not fit you anymore. And it's time to throw it off. We, we, at times, we walk around and go, but, but this attitude is so comfortable. This, this mindset is just, it's just who I am. This habit, this addiction, it's just, it's just part of me. And Jesus is saying, no, that's not what you've learned of me. You've learned how to throw that old thing off. Listen, there's stuff that some of us are walking around in. It does not fit you any longer. And today is your day to throw it off, to cast it aside. Why? Because you have received salvation. You have received a new nature. It doesn't fit you any longer. Can you say throw off? Throw off. So the question is, what needs to be thrown off in my life through the grace of Jesus? Here's the second part of this habit, though, because it's not enough just to throw something off. We also need to invite the Spirit into our lives to begin that process of renewal. And so can you say, be renewed? Be renewed. Be renewed. renewed. In other words, we're inviting the Spirit of Jesus into our lives to say, okay, what is it that needs to change inside of me? I've gotten rid of the old. I'm not going to walk around with stuff that doesn't fit me any longer, but there's still things on the inside that need to be changed. Have you noticed some of you, you've served Jesus for a long, long time, and his Spirit is still renewing some things in your life. Aren't you thankful that that renewing process is continuing to happen? You see, there's, there's two kind of theological ideas that I want to throw out. There's two important words in theology. One is the idea of justification. Can you say justified? What this means is that God's justice towards my sin has been satisfied. That is instantaneous. The moment you put your trust in Jesus, guess what? You are justified. Thank God. We are free. We're forgiven. We're a new creation. But how many of us remember, even though we prayed that prayer, there was still some work that God wanted to do inside of us. 
There were still some attitudes that hadn't yet caught up with that justification. And so this is where the second idea in theology comes, and that idea is called sanctification. Can you say sanctify? This is the process of ongoing being set apart. So in a moment, I'm justified, but just because I'm justified, it doesn't mean that I yet am in the place that God wants me to fully be. Remember what Paul said here in Ephesians 4. He says that as we put on this new nature, it's supposed to look like God. In other words, the areas and attitudes and conduct in my life that look out of alignment, what is God doing? He's busy working and sanctifying and changing and transforming me to look more and more like Jesus. I need the Spirit's power to be renewed. What about you? What about you? So we throw off, but we also have to understand we need need to be renewed. And here the, the image that Paul uses in the Greek language is like this idea of a perpetual renovation. In the Greek, it's the present tense. In other words, it's not, oh, yep, I was renewed last week, I'm fine. How many know if you are renewed today, you're gonna be renewed tomorrow? It's this continual, it's this ongoing process. Think about a perpetual renovation. Now, if you've ever lived in the house that you're trying to remodel, that does not sound like a fun process, does it? But what is God doing? God will not stop. He will not relent at just letting us drift in life. No, he will continue to work to bring about that sanctification. Why? Because he wants us to look more and more like Jesus. We throw off. We be renewed. But then the third part of this habit what is it? It's, it's to put on. Can you say put on? Put on. We put on this new nature. We clothe ourselves with this new nature. And this new nature, it's, it's a gift. It's not something that we fabricate. It's not something that we just try to make up on our own. No, we clothe ourselves in light of throwing off, in light of being renewed. We now put on, we equip ourselves, we clothe ourselves in this new nature. When I was young, I would work with my dad, who's a painting contractor. I remember one time we were working on the outside of this house, and I just grabbed a paintbrush, and I started just going to town. I was just painting. And he he stopped me and said, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. I was like, what? We're here to repaint this house, right? And he goes, yeah, but see all of that paint that's flaking on the siding? You need to get that off. See that mildew right there? We we need to treat that and get rid of that. And I was like, well, why? If I paint over it, I can't see it. I mean, that's, that's how you approach home improvement projects. Moment of honesty right now, okay? Because how many know that's easy? It's quick and it looks good, right? But here's what I learned. He said, the problem is, Tyler, it'll look good for about a week. And then what's under there eventually is going to begin to shine through or show through that new covering that you put on. This is why it's so important that we learn to throw off. Why? Because when I come to Jesus, it's not just adding a little bit of Jesus to this old nature. 
It's not just slapping a coat of spiritual paint over a bunch of decay and destruction. No, instead, I've thrown off the old. The Spirit is working in me to renew. And what? He is actually clothing me. He's putting on a new nature. I'm not just putting a layer of religious activity. I'm not just putting a layer of somewhat improved words or mindsets or attitudes. No, instead, I've thrown off the old and I'm walking in a new life. That's what Jesus invites each and every one of us to. And here's what this habit looks like day in, day out. And yeah, it's going to be hard at first. It's still a challenge day in and day out. But what do we do? Day in and day out, I throw off. I be renewed and I put on. So right now, Sunday morning, here I am. I'm going to throw off. I'm going to be renewed and I'm going to put on. But guess what is going to be waiting for me on Tuesday? An opportunity to throw off, be renewed and put on. Guess what's going to happen on Friday night? I'm going to have to learn to throw off, be renewed and put on. And the more and more that I embrace this as a habit in my life, the more and more God is working that sanctification process, that transformation process, to look more and more and more like Jesus. See, friends, that's available to each and every one of us today. It's not available because we are so great. It's available because God in his grace makes it available. So today, listen, we're going to celebrate water baptisms this morning. And the worship team, they're going to begin to lead us in worship in just a moment. And I can't think of a more fitting scripture to talk about today when we talk about this idea of letting go of the old. That's what water baptism represents. Water baptism is an outward expression of an inward reality. And what is that inward reality? We identify with Jesus. In other words, when Jesus died, we understand we are dying to our old way of life. We are throwing off the old. But not only that, we are being renewed and we're raised up to new life with Christ. That's the process. And we have some friends who are going to be baptized today. And there's others of us. We showed up. Here we are Sunday morning. We weren't prepared. We weren't planning on it. And yet you feel this tug inside of you going, I know that that's my next step. I know that I need to be obedient to that call of publicly proclaiming that Jesus is my Savior. I'm going to identify with him through his life, death, and resurrection, through water baptism. Today, listen, if you're here in this place and you feel that stirring in your heart, I want to guarantee you a couple things. One, we have towels. Two, we have t-shirts. And three, listen, eventually you will dry out. I promise, I promise. But there's something about, listen, listen, listen. There's something about simple obedience to Jesus. And so today, we wanna give everybody a chance to respond. Maybe you've never been baptized in water. I would invite you to just obey what the Spirit has put in your heart to do today. We want to baptize you in water. In this church, listen, we are going to celebrate. We are going to rejoice. Why? Because this is why we do what we do. People knowing Jesus. It's why we do what we do. But before we go any further, can I invite us to simply bow our heads for a moment? Because I want to give each and every one of us a chance to make sure that we've put our trust in what Jesus has done for us. And so across this room, or maybe you're watching online with heads bowed, you would say, 
God, today I, I want to know that I'm a new creation. I want to put my trust in Jesus. I want to know that my sin is forgiven, that I have a fresh start. If that's you, would you just simply raise a hand, just hold it up for a moment, say, yeah, that's me. I, I want to know today that I'm new, that I'm forgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Others say, yeah, that's me. Thank you in the balcony. Yeah, yeah. Church, can we pray this out loud all together? Would you repeat after me? Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. I put my trust in you today. Forgive me of my sin. Make me a new creation. And help me to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate all those who prayed that prayer?